You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday life. I'm Phil. I'm Erin. And we're excited to come to you today with this topic of rest. Because I don't know about you, but I think all of us in our lives at some point have this feeling of being overwhelmed, of not being able to stop, of not having the space. And right now we are sort of coming out of this pandemic stage, whether it takes a few months or weeks, a year, whatever it is, where the world is sort of opening again. We're sort of feeling... Um, things becoming more busy. And for some people, you might say, man, you know, even in the shutdown, my life's been busy. Work got harder. Childcare got harder. All these things sort of ratcheted up. I haven't had any space for rest at all. And then you put this faith component in and we're often told, man, we've got to work for justice. We've got to be telling people about the good news. We need to be helping people. We need to be loving people, serving people. I can feel like to rest or to stop would be to be lazy. It would mean to fail, to be out of touch. And so we don't take care of ourselves. I think because a lot of times to rest means you have to say no to things, even really good things. Like it might mean saying no to leading that Sunday school class, or it might mean saying no to going to a friend's house for a get together. Um, of course, you know, pandemic aside on that mm -hmm. one, but there's there are these things that are good and if we say yes to every good thing we will never have that space of rest and i think right now a lot of us are worn out whether it's because you've been on the front lines working in really scary times now for for a year um or whether it's meant you've you know you've hunkered down at home and you're taking care of family and taking care of your job and trying to be everything and multiple things all at once <laughs> um you know it's just been really hard on everybody and we've you know in our ministry we've we've been ramping up some things which has really fatigued us and you know i came across this story in the old testament in first kings where Elijah, he's been out doing God's work, like good stuff, right? And he finally thinks he's done. So he's basically returning home and he gets word that Queen Jezebel is really furious at him and has ordered that he be killed. And so he runs out into the desert and sits down under a shrub and is like, that's it. I'm going to die. This is the end. And in that space where he's been doing ministry, he's been going, 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 going. He finally thought he was going to get a break and he's like, never mind. Like, you know that moment where you throw your hands up, you're like, fine, I can't have a Sabbath after all. He kind of had one of those moments. Um, yeah, forget the end of my rope. The end of my rope is way past. back somewhere yeah. back there. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're beyond gone. He was beyond gone. And he sits down and prays that God's going to kill him because he's done. And God, instead of doing that, sends him an angel. And what I love about the story is that the angel doesn't just say like, hey, buck up there, mister. Like God has more work for you to do. The angel gives him water and food and says, eat this and rest. And he's provided for. Like he, he's instructed to stay there and take care of himself, rest, be fueled, and then when he's ready, go to the mountain to meet with God. And basically, like, you know, that's when he has that whole um, 
God didn't come in the earthquake or the fire. Yeah, that's he the came... part of the story everybody knows. Right. But it's before he gets yeah. to experience the presence of God, he, he gave up and he said, God, I've got nothing left to give. And the beauty of it is that God doesn't just say a pep talk to him. He's not saying, okay, Elijah, you're doing good work. You just got to go 10 more paces. You just got to keep going. If you don't do this, no one will. God, God sends an angel and is like, look, rest, calm. I'm providing for you. It's okay. And I think we need to be reminded of that. It's okay to stop, rest, let God provide for you. And you'll get to get back out there and get back to your ministry, whether that's in your job or in a church or a volunteer position or within your family, you're, you're going to get to get back to that. But it's not wrong to say, I'm done <laughs> and I need a little space to breathe and reset. We see here that God blesses those times. Yeah, well, and I think it's fascinating that we know that story of hearing God in the whisper or in the silence, but it seems like no one ever talks about what Elijah did right before that. I mean, literally, I've heard this preached on, and I've preached on this passage, and we skip from the Jezebel wanted to kill Elijah to the Elijah heard God's voice on a mountain. But there's this absolutely vital part right there before where Elijah sleeps multiple times, and he's fed. And multiple so, times as well, just for the record. The angel comes. It's not like he gets a snack and he's sent on the road. <laughs> he's like, he sleeps, he eats, he sleeps, he eats. Yeah. You know, he really is cared for mm. before he's asked to continue his ministry. And so when we talk about spiritual formation and spiritual disciplines, you know, we talk about a lot of things you can do. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about Christian yoga. We talk about... Um, Bible reading and meditation and prayer and some of that is silent and more passive, but there's a sense of doing something. What I truly love about this, and I, and I think I would name it as this, spirit, rest is also a spiritual discipline and it's literally where you don't do anything. And it's not just okay, it's good. That's what creates the space for Elijah to hear God's voice. And and there's sort of a danger in me saying that because you can say, oh, okay, now I can take a rest because you're telling me rest is in the service of production. Mm-hmm. So let me rest as a means to becoming more efficient. And there is sort of that aspect, but that's not the point of it. The rest in and of itself is because you are loved and you are good and you are cared for and God desires you to thrive. And God literally made it so that we have to sleep. Like, if you don't get enough sleep, you die. You're sick. I mean, more and more sleep studies coming out, how bad it is to not sleep. God literally built a Sabbath into the week. Work six days, rest one. By the way, God built a Sabbath into the creation. It's the part of the year I hate the most. It's called winter. Everything literally dies and goes to sleep. And there's nothing happening, especially where we are now, right? There's snow covering the ground. There's no life. It's all lay. But but that's necessary. The land literally has to rest, and it's it's for its own good. And so I think of these passages where Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Or Matthew chapter 6, or sorry, Mark chapter 6, Then, because so many people were coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat. He, being Jesus, said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So Jesus is saying, you need to rest just for its own sake, for not having a list, not in the you know, service of something else, 
but simply because that's how you were created and it's good to slow down. It's good to stop. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, what's also beautiful about this is you see that Jesus as the savior of the world took Sabbath seriously yeah. and rested and God, the father as the creator of the world took Sabbath seriously yeah. and he took a day of rest. And so we've had it modeled, you know, Presumably the Holy Spirit also takes a Sabbath. So I'm going to say like the whole Trinity is, is, is in on this. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're asked to do something. And, you know, when you look at the Ten Commandments, a lot of people like to see them as rules you have to follow. I like to see them as a guide for a good life mm-hmm. because God knows that if you do those things, you are going to be able to love yourself well and love others well and love God well. Yeah. And the Sabbath and keeping it holy is one of those commands that's in the Ten Commandments. Like there are ten things God thought were the most important. He had to have them in a list on a tablet. Not just once, but twice because the first pair of tablets got smashed. Um, So that should give us a sense of the significance of it. It's not a legalistic thing. It's not do a Sabbath because you'll make God happy. It's God has generated a way of life for us and said, look, my people, you are my beloved. I want what is best for you. If you will listen to me and learn my ways, you are going to thrive because that's what he desires for you is he's created you. He's created us in a way that requires rest and he put it in the commandment so we wouldn't (laughs) forget. So I just think that's really a significant thing to say it's not to make you feel guilty if you have a season where you just aren't figuring out how to make that work but to recognize look this isn't lazy of you this is foundational to how you've been created and it it it, in taking a sabbath is a reflection of your willingness to follow what your creator has set aside for you. Yeah. I don't know if that came out quite right. No, but. it does. And, and again, I, I want to, you know, my tendency here would be to take the conversation and say, well, let's again talk about then the benefits of rest. And we do that in so many places, the benefits of slowing down. But I think the encouragement I sort of want to offer people today, maybe even a challenge, if you need it to be a challenge, like, you know, <laughs> Phil said, I need to do this, right? Like I'm saying you need to do this. One day is one thing, right? Like taking a Sabbath. But I would encourage you even throughout your week, like, you need space for you. Self-care is really important. Whether that means going for a run or having some tea, right? Or reading a book or playing with your kids or just staring at the wall, like literally just sitting down and resting. My, my challenge would be to go do that. So I don't know if you're listening to this right now when you're driving or running or just sitting at home, but my challenge would be, you know, make sure take a few minutes today to rest. Whatever that looks like for you today, you deserve it. And it's not something you need to earn. It's not deserved because I'm just trying to like pep you up and make you feel good, but it's because how it's how God made you to be. And you're invited to take that space just to recover. And that looks different for everybody. And maybe you feel like, man, I haven't done it in so long. I don't even know what that would look like. Then maybe your first rest just needs to be sitting, doing nothing and just catching up to the present moment. So whatever that looks like, friends, I think our encouragement, our challenge would be rest today. You need it. 
and it's good for you and Jesus invites you to do it. And in the midst of a world that tells you you never should rest, I think this is a wonderful spiritual discipline to embrace. Just take a seat, lay down, do nothing. Not for any reason, except just because. So friends, our prayer for you is that you can find some space to rest and it's in the Bible. So there you go. It is justified. Jesus invites you to do it. And we hope that in some way that helps you to become present. It helps you just to be, even if just for a few moments. Grace and peace be with you. 